It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Thursday, August 19th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka reported seven new coronavirus infections on Tuesday, a welcome return to downward movement after a couple of days in double digits. The drop in numbers knocks down Sitka's average to just over eight cases per day over two weeks. That average has to go down to one per day or less for Sitka's alert level to move from high to moderate. The total number of active cases of COVID-19 in the community now stands at 102. Only one of the seven cases reported on Tuesday was a person over 60. As with national trends, more of Sitka's cases are occurring in younger people who tend to be less likely to have been vaccinated. One of Tuesday's cases was a child under 10, two were teenagers, and the rest were adults from ages 30 to 59. Everyone was a Sitka resident. Sitka reported six new cases on Wednesday. The COVID vaccine remains free and available in Sitka for anyone age 12 and over. Public health authorities are strongly encouraging students involved in sports and activities to be vaccinated. While students who contracted COVID-19 disease earlier in the pandemic generally experienced milder illness than adults, the Delta variant has changed that pattern. Statewide, over 16,000 children under 20 have had COVID. Alaska has not had a pediatric death from the disease yet, but the number of hospitalizations in this age group is increasing. To learn more about how to obtain the COVID vaccine in Sitka, call Search or Harry Race Pharmacy or visit the KCAW COVID Information Hub online at kcaw.org. Three candidates are running for two open seats on the Sitka Assembly in the municipal election this October. In our final interview with candidates, KCAW's Catherine Rose spoke with Rachel Moreno. Rachel Moreno was born in Sitka. She moved away for a while, but came back in 1998 and has been here ever since. She says public service runs in the family. Uh, My dad was the late Phil Moreno Sr., and he helped influence the uh, creation of Raven's Way. And uh, my mother, she's a little rebel, she um, joined the Alaska Native Brotherhood in Sitka and became vice president and president uh, of the Alaska Native Brotherhood. And our whole family puts in a lot of time and effort keeping these two organizations going, the A&B and AMS. Moreno says her years of living in Sitka and her experience serving on boards and in government will be an asset should she be elected. Especially now during a COVID pandemic, we are addressing the most serious issue we've had to face in decades. And I would like to be a part of assuring and ensuring that our citizens come out of this healthy and intact. She served on the Sitka Tribe of Alaska Tribal Council for eight years. She served as vice chair and represented Sitka Tribe on the search board of directors. She also was vice president of the board for the American Indian Alaska Native Tourism Association. She traveled to Capitol Hill frequently, pushing for Congress to pass the Native Act in 2016, which directs federal agencies to support tribes in the tourism industry. It's not asking them to fully fund the tourism ventures, but to make every effort within their agency for these tribes to be a part of the national parks and the federal lands. 
Moreno sees the coronavirus pandemic as the biggest challenge facing Sitka today, and she says she'll strongly rely on health experts to determine what kinds of legislation she'll support should she be elected to the assembly. Well, listening to the experts and the CDC is the only way we can make beneficial and informed decisions. And so I would hope that we're allowed to do that, to bring whatever we need to do, whether it's legislatively or through mandates, whatever we need to do, we really need to rely on the experts. She's also interested in addressing housing, the cost of living in Sitka, and making more resources available for local students. With this COVID, kids are facing so much more than just whether or not they turn in their homework assignments. They're facing isolation. They're facing um, fear. They're facing loss of loved ones, the loss of a parent's income. And she hopes to work with, not against, the assembly and the public. You know, we need to think about uh, what's truly important. And, and the assembly can make the lives of, of Sitkins better if we can work together and not be pulled apart by these issues. These issues are issues that are not, should not be made weapons. They should pull us together. Rachel Moreno is one of three candidates running for two open seats on the Sitka Assembly. Sitka's municipal election is Tuesday, October 5th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Raven Radio will bring you continuing coverage of Sitka's municipal election in the coming weeks. Interviews with candidates, questionnaires, and statements will be available online at the KCAW Election Hub in early September. A zine centered on the LGBTQ community in Southeast Alaska started up this year, releasing its second issue this month. It's essentially a small-scale version of a magazine, filled with queer artwork, writing, and resources. As the pages of the project begin to unfold, the group behind the zine say they hope to create connections and build visibility. KRBD's Molly Lubers has the story. So our issues have some heavy topics, and what we're trying to do is pair these heavy topics with queer joy. That's Ryan McHale, thumbing through an issue of Loud and Queer. He founded the zine, which he says is largely by and for the Southeast Alaska LGBTQ community. It's published quarterly by the Ketchikan Queer Collective, but it's distributed beyond the first city to Craig, Juno, Petersburg, and more. McHale says being queer can be hard, especially in the remote communities of Southeast Alaska. He says the zine may be the only way that someone can connect to the community. It's really about proving our existence here and having a physical and tangible proof that we live here. So he says flipping through the zine is exciting, but it's even more exciting to know how many other hands get to hold that proof. The collective sends loud and queer out to community institutions, like libraries and schools. At one point, McHale says a Ketchikan high school teacher relayed a story of one of her students finding the zine in her classroom. She saw them physically have a reaction of just like shock and just amaze. They felt alone. And by reading this, they immediately felt connected. And I was like, wow, like that is exactly what we do this for. 
Ketchikan Queer Collective's Joe Williams says he spent a lot of his life afraid to be who he is. Now, he says he hopes the zine will help people feel more comfortable with their queerness. That's sort of the motto of the title, he says. They're here, they're queer, and they're loud about it. He says it's an effort to reclaim the word queer, which can be a slur in some contexts. You know, you hear the word queer, and some people may think it's funny, some people may laugh at it, but however you take it, it's going to cause some sort of response. We wanted to create a publication where, yes, you know what queer is, but do you know what it means? Do you know who we are? Williams will be answering some of those questions with an advice column, Ask Anti-Queer, where people can write in to learn more about LGBTQ topics. But Williams also writes under his own name. His first submission focused on his experiences as a gay man in the Black community, and he says writing it felt freeing. The first story I submitted was very personal, very emotional, and very raw and very specific to me, but it's not a unique story in the overall arc of the LGBT community. There was a guy here in town, local, he told me that the article brought him to tears. It mirrored his own experiences. Williams is a singer, so he says he's used to getting feedback. But he says the responses to his personal stories have hit him in a deeper way. And that feeling of freedom associated with getting to share your experiences has also been true for Ketchikan Queer Collective member J.D. Martin. There's been a lot of times where myself, as a queer woman, I haven't felt like my voice has belonged, either because I was in a heterosexual environment or I was in an environment that was purely lesbians or gay men. It's been really awesome to me to be able to contribute my voice. Martin says Loud and Queer encourages anyone with a connection to Alaska to submit. They can send in whatever they care about and think would be meaningful to the community, whether that's art or poetry or photography. Along with those submissions, Martin says the Queer Collective compiles resources and gives breakdowns into queer theory. Mikhail says there would be no zine without submissions, and that ultimately he just wants Loud and Queer to act as a mirror towards LGBTQ people in Southeast Alaska. We're like an echo of our community. When people send us that, we're then reflecting that back and saying, hey, this is what our community is. This is what we represent. So far, there's about 50 pages of that community to flip through. But Mikhail says they're already looking for submissions for the next issue. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Molly Lubers. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. 